welcome to Break the Mold. Think of this podcast as a place where you can get your dose of inspiration, motivation, and a shift in mindset as we invite extraordinary industry leaders and have real raw conversations of how they broke the mold in their industry and share tips on productivity, health, wellness, and everything in between. Hello, hello, beautiful people. My name is Jordana Fortaleza, founder of clean beauty brand, The Lifestyle Co. I am obsessed with everything self-care and have a passion for helping people be the best versions of themselves. With over a decade of valuable experience in business, I was inspired to launch The Life Academy. I am so excited to start this new journey with you. Hello everyone, I'm Diane Carante. I am a multifaceted publicist with a passion to elevate brands to their highest potential. My life mission is to never lose sight of your inner power. For our second episode, we are honored to welcome the wonderful Rachel Lindsay. Rachel shares her break the mold journey, recognizing each presented opportunity. What we love is how Rachel reflects on sticking with your purpose and integrity. She talks strongly about going after what you believe in, using your voice, and what it took to reinvent and prove herself being more than just a reality TV personality. We're so impressed with your journey. And as Diane said, we're total fangirls of your advocacy of diversity. We want to know what went through your mind when you got the call from the network to be the first African-American bachelorette. So it's crazy how just the whole journey of, and I hate to use that word because it's bachelor related, but it's like, there's no other word for it. The whole way this came about just is like a stars aligned meant to be. I tried to not make things happen. I was looking for no's. Everyone was giving me a yes, even in the most unlikely places, my job, my family, my friends. Um, So it's just wild how it all came about. Before I get into that, I just want to say, I love the title of this podcast. Yay! (laughs) We love that you love it. Yes. We got terrified by Rachel Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) It's so excellently named. I just love it. Um, And what it like, what you guys are going to do with it is just going to be incredible because it's just so in name so perfectly. Um, But when I got the call, I actually didn't get a call about being the bachelorette. I was in Finland and I had just been dumped by Nick on TV and I knew it, like I knew it was going to happen. I just felt it. Mm -hmm. And um, so, but I'm sad, like I'm really upset. And it's a lot of things. When you see a contestant crying, it's not just because they're solely heartbroken. They've been living in this bubble, this world where the producers are your parents and the girls are your only friends and the executive producers seem like, I don't know, it's just, it's like your bosses at some point. It's, just, it's very weird. You're, you're taken away from everything else. So this is all you know. So when you get dumped, it's like this, the only man in my world broke up with me. I'll never find love. I have to go back to real life. What is that like? I've been so detached for nine weeks at this point. So it's, it's the, those are all the tears that you're getting and you're sleepy and you might've been drinking. So it's a lot. So I'm very upset. I talked to the psychiatrist who had become a friend of mine on the show and a safe haven for me. Even she's like, I'm shocked you're so upset. And then the next day, the producer, so you're, when you get to the top four, you're assigned a producer. So my producer's with me. If I get dumped, he gets dumped. So he has to stay with me. Wow. And the top three 
to all still travel together because there's so many spoilers out there. They don't want someone to see Rachel going home to the airport and say, okay, we know Rachel doesn't make it far or doesn't make it till the end. So they keep the three together, still traveling, even though I'm not filming. So we're in a separate hotel and he's like, hey, the executive producers want to talk to you. I'm like, about what? Did I do something wrong? You know, is this a recap, a debrief? And he's like, I'm not sure, but they want to talk to you. So they take me to this little coffee dessert shop. And they're like, what do you think about being the bachelorette? And I'm like, you guys, it's barely been 24 hours. I'm still <laughs> upset. I'm trying to pick up like my self-esteem off yeah. the floor and all of this stuff. And uh, they're like, no, you should do it. And I said, no, because I just mentally wasn't in the space. I needed to go back into the real world. I needed to go back to my job, things that were normal for me and see if this is something that I really wanted. I didn't want to make a decision in the bachelor bubble. I also was very nervous of if I would be taken seriously again in my career as a lawyer. I thought, well, people just deem me a reality TV star. This is going to be such a, I'm going to be looked at as a joke. No jury is going to take me seriously. All these things were going through my head. So they said, you know what, Rachel, just go home and think about it. So I went home for about a month and then they flew me to LA where I met with uh, executives with Warner Brothers and ABC and then the production company NZK. And I remember Mike Fleiss, head of NZK was like, well, we've only offered it to you. So, you know, that's never happened. You normally have options. So do you want it or not? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was like, at that point, I had had a conversation with a mother whose daughter, they were black, and the daughter watched the show and she knew that I went far on The Bachelor based on the spoilers. And she said, I'm so happy that my daughter can see somebody who looks like them that is going to find love and is going to be adored and wow. you know, represented as someone who can have their happy ending at the end of the day. And that resonated with me. And I thought, you know what, it's bigger than me, whether I find love or not. Let's take a quick break and talk about the Lifestyle Co. Botanical Beach Mess. It has clean ingredients like aloe, lavender, and tea tree oil to help moisturize and hydrate your sun-drenched skin. Best part, it doubles as a natural toner and is a perfect accessory for summer. You can purchase it on thelifestyleco.com. That's life with a Y. And for our listeners, we have a special discount code for you. Break the mold for 20% off. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. Even though I wasn't a big fan of the show before, how many young girls like that are right. looking to be represented in the space? So that's why I said yes. That's incredible. I mean, that's so inspiring. Except for somebody to have that as their mission, I think that you are the perfect person to kind of advocate for something so diverse in such a big network. Yeah, ABC. ABC yeah. And yeah. I think like the, that there was like some sort of angel, like some sort of sign that was given to you. You should take like, this is a good calling for you and you can make it however you want to make it. You know, you have the control. I think that's, that was really beautiful. How somewhat of a sign was put in front of you. There's more to you than just being bachelorette. Yeah, it, it is really wild how it all happened. And, you mm -hmm. know, when you're in it, you can't see it that way. But when you're right. removed from it and you reflect, it's like, wow, somebody was really guiding me through all of that. You know, whatever you believe in, somebody was really looking out for me because it really could have gone another way. I think let's say that that didn't happen. Who knew would have who would have been that person? And exactly. you being the chosen one was really a big deal because even just watching you on the show, I was like, this woman is legit. Like, 
I, you know, I'm not into any of the other contestants because I felt like they've been differently guided. And I think you took your own role, like you actually owned your own self and you knew your worth and you invested where you stand and how you want to make the decisions that you did on the show. Yeah, thank you. I, I think not being a fan of the show and then yeah. just being motivated by other reasons, you know, some for love, some for fame, some for opportunity, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I think that really, really helped me. And technically I was old and I'm using air quotes right now for <laughs> I was 31 at the time. And yeah. I was the oldest one in the house when I was on The Bachelor. So like, that was another thing I had been through relationships where I was kind of like, I know what I want. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, so not as maybe easily manipulated as sometimes you see on the show. And yeah, and I think that's important. That really sets a good example, like you said, for how when you spoke with that mother, you really took that in where you were able to also break the mold of that whole role for that show where you were able to stand up for yourself and speak your mind and know what you want. And through actions, that, that's what you did. From there, after the show, you, you were presented with opportunities after where you were like, as even the TV personality, a host, you know, speaking panels. So I wanted to explore that, you know, after your afterlife of Bachelor and Bachelorette, how did you get into everything and how you were able to move through the pattern of your career where you're at to extra right now? Yeah. So I love this question because a lot of people look at me and they think, oh, well, she was on a TV show on ABC. Of course, she got that job at the ESPN. Of course, she was able to do these guest spots and, and do these, uh, do certain things. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works because most of the people who come on the show want to do more TV. Right. They want to be some type of media personality. And if it was that easy, then we'd all be doing it. For me, I kept going back to law. I went to, back to practice law after The Bachelor, even after I had I knew I was Bachelorette. And then after my season of The Bachelorette, I still went back and I practiced. And a lot of people don't realize that, but I practiced for another year and a half because that's what kept me grounded. That's what paid the bills. That's and incredible. Fair time, I started to focus on more so being a media personality, because as I was doing the media rounds for Bachelorette, I said, I really love the communication aspect of this and telling a story and connecting with people. And I, I, I've always thought I would be interested in that, but it wasn't my focus in school. I always thought, so I thought I'd be more behind the scenes, but having that opportunity, I thought, wow, this is really what I want to do. And the reason I didn't just jump from Bachelorette to being a media personality is because I got the best no of my life. So right after I finished Bachelorette, you know, you're kind of, it happens to the best of us, we're feeling, you're feeling yourself a little bit. You mm -hmm. found love, you just <laughs> came off the show. Yeah. It's you feel very on top of the world. And I remember I, we were traveling back and forth between Dallas and Miami. I get a call and they're like, ESPN wants to talk to you. They want you to come to Bristol. I am a sports management major. I focused on sports law and law school. I'm a big sports fan. So this is a dream to me. So I'm thinking, wow, they saw all the internships I did in college. They know my background from law school and they, this is it. This is my moment. I've made it. So I go to Bristol, Connecticut, and I'm a kid in a candy shop because I'm, I'm seeing all these analysts and commentators and writers. And I'm like, that's so-and-so, that's this person. And I'm just having a blast. And so I sit down and I meet with the head of um, talent, VP of talent. 
And we start talking and I'm thinking he's going to talk to me about job opportunities. And he's like, oh no, we're just big fans of the show. And we really wanted to meet you. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I was crushed. And I know, I know. And he's like, a sports audience doesn't recognize you, you know, uh-huh. but maybe there's certain opportunities we can give you along the way where your name can be affiliated with sports. I was crushed, but in, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. I deserve to be here because prior to all this, I was into sports, but the problem is that the world met me as a reality TV star. And yes, they knew me as a lawyer, but they don't know my resume. So it was also an opportunity to reset and reinvent myself. And I had to completely start over. So some of those fears I had in saying yes to the bachelorette, I had only put in regards to the legal field, not realizing that to so many people, professionals, I was just a reality TV star. So I got an opportunity to be on TV just as a guest spot, just as a former bachelorette, but to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. And I like made a moment out of it. And there happened to be um, an executive right there traveling with them. He asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I want to do this. And he told me a year from now, you'll get to do it. And that guy became a mentor to me. And I nurtured that relationship. I'm so big on networking. And I, and I made sure that I learned from him. I, I constantly kept in contact. And truly a year from that point, that he gave me an opportunity when the main team was out for that show first take, I got to step in with other people to fill in. And I did it for an entire week. They asked me to come back another week after that. And then I had a couple of other opportunities where I could show my knowledge with football. And then I ended up getting a radio gig um, with ESPN on a national radio show. Amazing. Didn't know what I was doing. I was terrible. <laughs> then, um, it just gave, and it wasn't TV, which is what I thought I wanted. But mm-hmm. to show that I was willing to do anything, I did five hours. I flew to Connecticut every week during football season and did five hours of radio with two other people. I had no idea what I was doing. But from there, I got another radio show talking sports. Then I got another football radio show. And then other opportunities just started to happen after that. And it eventually led to the opportunities that I, but I didn't say no to anything. I was constantly flying myself out to have a TV spot, a radio spot, some type of event just to connect with different people. And all of that ended up building to where I am now. Wow. That's a pretty incredible story. You're clearly very determined. Yeah. You're ambitious. <laughs> Your perseverance you are, is like through the roof. Yes. It's, it's very inspiring. Yeah. And you have a clear goal of where you want to go. And it just, it's apparent. Yeah. And I, I also see that you're all about women empowerment. And I love that you're all about empowering and investing in yourself. So tell us more about that because you have such a clear goal and basically the steps that you took to get to where you are, you already know what that looks like. And I see that you're trying to showcase that in your, in yourself, in your, in your social media, you know, tell us about that. Why is that so important to you? So I, I have to go back and remember why I said yes to being the bachelorette. Right. You know, when I, when I, something I never thought would happen. I remember when the, the two coworkers who told me to do it said, you could be the bachelorette. And I was like, um, black people don't go far. That's not going to happen. And they saw something in me I couldn't see. And they said, no, you could be the one. They were right. Yeah. But then that story that I told about the young girl seeing herself represented, that was my motivation for saying yes. 
And so I never wanted to forget that. I didn't want it to stop with me. Oh, Rachel got her opportunity. Oh, Rachel got this moment. So I'm just going to continue to move on, you know, and, and like, good luck to everybody else. That's not why I did it. Right. So it's so important because I got an opportunity to have a platform and I don't feel like that that should be wasted. And so the purpose for why I went on the show is something I'm passionate about. Representation, diversity, inclusion, and women, young girls. Prior to coming on the show, I used to mentor young girls through the church that I worked at um, in high school. I used to tutor children, children, high schoolers, <laughs> on their, um, help them with their essays for college. I helped them in English. I did some math, not as great as I used to be with that. But I've always had a passion for education as well, but also particularly for mentoring. And um, so I didn't want to let those go. And I was doing that on such a small scale. So now I have the opportunity with this bigger platform to still do that. So why would I change? It was very important for me that despite being on reality TV, I never wanted to lose who I am. I always wanted to know who I am. And that's something that I'm very proud of that I was able to, to do. And I think age and time and certain life experiences helped me do that, but also keeping a close circle of friends and family around and not getting caught up in the glitz and the glam in Hollywood. I joked that I was feeling myself a little bit coming off The Bachelorette, and I was, but I'm so thankful that yeah. I didn't stay in that place because it's so easy to do. And I see so many people come from the show that I was on do that. And they eventually find their way and come back to themselves, but it's so easy to do because it's so new and it's easy to think that so many, everybody loves you and everybody knows you because a bachelor nation will make you feel that way until you go to an ESPN, a whole nother industry. And they're like, I'm sorry, we have no idea who you are. Yeah. Or we just know you in this way. So yeah, that's why it's been important to me because it always was before. And I don't want to lose that. Yeah, we love how you keep things humble and you reflect because those type of spotlights does carry people away from whatever the original mindset was from day one. And I think that that speaks volumes because if you're able to do that, then you can go further and other people's careers would be short-lived. So when you're able to use that as the, the drive to even move forward, then you're able to accomplish more. You know, with your podcast, you're able to speak your mind on there. And also with your book, which you do want to touch on, we want to know the story behind your book. You're able to know where you come from and then expand more into other platforms. I think that's what's important with how you break the mold, you know, and what we want to really highlight with you. Yeah, I there's that title. There's that title. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know, when you mentioned my podcast, it reminds me of something that another mentor who I'm big on manifesting. When I came off the Dang. show and I got that no from ESPN, I started, I was going to start my own podcast. I was going to like, I have like this video of this thing that I was going to do on social media. Like I was ready to pave my own way because no one was giving me an opportunity and um, I wrote down different people that I wanted to work with. And one of them was Bill Simmons. And he used to be at ESPN, HBO. And then he started his own podcast company called The Ringer, which just sold to Spotify. And so I wrote down that I wanted to work with him. And I ended up doing a couple of things with The Ringer because they have a Bachelor podcast that's pretty successful. And so I would come on as a guest and I got to know Bill for the first time and some other people. And then he said to me one day, don't you want to do something that you're really proud of? And I kind of thought that I was because I was making a way and I was 
doing things that I said that I wanted to do in the industry as far as, you know, podcasting, I had the Bachelor podcast and I was doing a little gig with Strahan and Sarah where I was doing Bachelor recaps. But then I thought about it and he's like, he, he's right. I'm in the space, but I'm not taking up the space that I want to. And so I thought about that and he was like, I have this idea and that's where higher learning came about. And he introduced me to Van and then we kind of cultivated what we wanted this podcast to be. And it really changed my focus of, you know, you got to do things that you're passionate about, but also with the purpose. And even though I was in the medium that I wanted, I wasn't doing it the way that I wanted to. And I was losing that a little bit. So it took him to kind of reshape my focus and, and, and bring me back to the place that I wanted to be. That's incredible. Rachel, you're truly an inspiration. I love everything that you stand for, to be quite honest with you, because I can definitely relate in making your own path. If there's not one there, I started my business very young. I created something that wasn't even part of the industry yet in the retail sector. So I completely relate to everything that you're saying in terms of what you believe in and why you have this purpose behind everything that you do. If you can give us and our listeners the best tips on standing up for what you believe in, what would they be? Well, I think first, you can't be concerned with what other people are going to say. Because the moment that you do that, then you give people the power to dictate how you should be. And I think we do that so often. And it's so easy to do in a space where social media consumes so much of our lives. You know, before we used to just constantly compare ourselves to people in magazines and maybe on billboards, maybe on television. Now it's like everywhere. You can't turn away from it. So I would say definitely that. um, But then also do things that if you looked at yourself in the mirror, like if you didn't do it, you couldn't look at yourself in the mirror. And that's something that's motivated me when it's like, why are you constantly speaking out about things in the Bachelor franchise? Because I couldn't look at myself if I didn't. I can't help myself. It's it's just within me. Your values. Yeah, I see people that are wronged. I see people at a disadvantage and I just want to help. And that comes from how I was raised. Um, Really, it does. It's just using my parents as an example. I constantly saw them fighting for what they believe in. I constantly saw my dad, who is uh, a first in two ways, first black city attorney in Dallas, and then the first black judge in the Northern District of Texas as a federal judge. And I went through and I saw how it's worth it and it's an honor, but it's not easy. But he couldn't help himself. And he constantly gives back to the youth and paves the way for other people of color to have certain opportunities and gives them internships and and, and mentors them. So it's just, it's just something that's within me. Um, the other thing I would just say too is, it's not easy. So you gotta give yourself some sort of escape. You've gotta protect your peace. So whether that's a walk, a meditation, talks with friends, um, something that can give you the place to release because it can be very overwhelming because sometimes you're really standing out on a limb by yourself. And there's no one else supporting you. And the only thing that's keeping you going is that desire, is that passion, is that feeling of, I can't help myself. I have to do it. So I guess those those would be the three things. That's amazing. Those are such great tips for everyone that's listening. You guys, this is Mm -hmm. from Rachel Lindsay herself. (laughs) (laughs) And you can clearly see how she's kept that 
within just the stories and the and the topics and the answers that we've that we've gotten from you, I think that really reflects everything in the tips that you just mentioned. It really does encompass everything that we talked about with you and how it really can help the next generation and who anyone who's listening really break their own mold as how you have multiple times, as you can clearly see. We we hate to let you go, but we do have to wrap it up. Um, we I can, enjoy. Yeah. We could talk we, to you yeah, all day. Like, oh, you guys, I'm having a great time. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. But um, we want to know where we can find you. Where where can we find your book? Yeah. Where can we find you on social? Give us all the deets, please. Yes. Okay. So you can find me six out of seven days a week on Extra. You can check your local listings for that. You yeah. can catch Higher Learning every Tuesday and Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can catch my blog, Honestly Rach, exclusively on Bulletin on Meta. I put those out about once a week where I'm talking about everything. And then the last one, I do four a month. And the last one, I answer questions from you guys so I can stay connected to you. Um, Then you can catch, get my book, Miss Me With That, Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes and Nobles, just, but you should support your independent bookstores. Love that. That's amazing. There you have it, guys. Follow the incredible <laughs> Rachel Lindsay and all of these platforms. You My are love. one to reckon with, that is for sure. <laughs> yeah, so- and I'm a good time. Diane yeah. can tell you that, okay? Yeah. I'm a good time. I'm not all business. Right. I like to play. Oh, we. I love when you play, girl. <laughs> so we'll well, we, that, with you we'll definitely soon. need to catch up over yeah. drinks. I want to know more. I love it. So for sure. thank you so much, Rachel, for... Yeah coming on our podcast. We are incredibly honored that you tell us about your story and what you believe in. And we can't wait to touch base again soon. Catch new episodes every other Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast as we invite new industry leaders on how they break the mold. Also, make sure to visit us online at breakthemold.com for updates and follow us on Instagram at breakthemold underscore podcast.